It's in her opinion. Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I... I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. A little cold beer time, 5 o'clock on Friday. we got some good football to watch over the weekend, a couple of nice matchups. Washington, Oregon's going to be awesome. we got some Big 12 action that's intriguing. We were just talking about the USC-Notre Dame game, but... It's going to be needed. This bye week comes at the perfect time, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, just the reaction that we've seen after this uh, Texas win, definitely, man. And how about the Pac-12 being the spotlight conference this weekend? Not only is that, like, Oregon and Washington the big game, but second biggest game might be USC and Notre Dame. It's on prime time. Colorado is the focal point tonight Oregon on State, Friday night. UCLA is probably the best game of all of them. I know. It's annoying, isn't it? These Pac-12 dorks where nobody cares get in the spotlight. Good thing they're breaking well, up at the end of the year. It's annoying, but that it's also hilarious right? that it just so happened to time out to where the best season the Pac-12 has had in 20 years since USC, no, since USC was dominant with Reggie Bush and Matt, Lyon. like I, you may have to go that far back. But even, even, I then was there anyone else in the Pac-12 that was good? Um, when USC was dominant, Oregon was making their rise, but they weren't they weren't dominant by any stretch. Washington was just ho hum. UCLA was God, what UCLA's been forever, up and down. Not really, man, because Utah wasn't in the yeah. league yet. No. I mean, I guess USC was really it at the time. Yeah. I I'm just, I just saw this, and I'm laughing at it. It can't be true. Flag football is going to be in the Olympics. Really? How about that? The Big 12 could have uh, represent America in the Olympics coming up. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> that can't be right, can it? Um, Flag football. I think it. Let's let's just choose to believe that that's not a fake post, and you're not reading that on Facebook, and that's a real thing. Flag football. I, I'm sure it's probably real. There's where Lincoln and, Riley's going, dude. There, there it is. <laughs> There's the hints right there. Oh, well, I've I've always wanted to win a gold medal. That's that's what I've always been after. Leaving college football, leaving the NFL. Team U.S. flag football coach Lincoln Riley, and I gotta say, that this is this is cut out for him. This is his dream job right here. He's going to excel. I, it's I, I I bet the NFL, you know, because we've always known the Olympic uh, committee is like one of the most corrupt organizations ever with taking bribes from places to host and all of that crap. Other than FIFA, but yeah. You know, the NFL paid some loser on the Olympic Committee an ungodly amount of money to add a sport 
that nobody even plays to the Olympics. No one, little kids play it. And high school kids in the offseason to get attention from college coaches. That's it. They're adding that to the Olympics. That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Who's going to be trying our- to? They're trying to drum up interest around the world to expand their fan base of the sport. I think it was more like, uh, "Hey, Olympics! If you put flag football in the Olympics, we'll make the Jaguars play uh, overseas two times a year for the next fifteen <laughs> years, and eventually put a team or two over there." That's what the negotiations yeah. were like. Who, who's our uh, stiffest competition? The Germans? The Germans could be good up front, which I guess really doesn't matter in flag football. Just trying to think of who's who's going to be the second best team. Malaysia. <laughs> That's about as random as it could get. <laughs> Malaysia. The Pakistan. OU is Malaysia. Have a, or, they're uh, going to have OU. a good team. America and Malaysia in the gold medal game. Mongolia. Think of how stupid it is. They don't – no one else in the world plays football, much less flag football. It's just designed for us to win it every single year. God. Gunny says Muleshoe and Sark is your USA flag football <laughs> coaches. Uh, Sark, Sark's – he's not a flag football offense. Um, I actually do have more respect for him as just a football guy than I do Muleshoe. I'm not saying I like him, but – Who's the new? Who's the new like go-to air raid pass attack? It was uh, Western Kentucky for a bit. Uh, is are they still doing it? Dude, I I haven't watched football on Wednesday night in a while, so I'll have to get back to you on Western <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> Let me check out a Tuesday oh, or Wednesday game this week. Um, like the new well, air raid. You know, there's someone like oh, whenever you go look no, at no, no, the NCAA no, no. stats, there'll no. be someone's thrown for seven thousand yards. Seriously, this year. you know, you know who it probably is, is your boy Heupel out there at Tennessee. Really? I they mean, run it too much. But they threw it around a ton last year, man, a ton. It doesn't sound like they're as lethal with the deep ball this year as they were a year ago. But I don't know. I'm just trying to think of someone off the top of my head that I think of when I think wide open offenses and. Definitely that, that's the uh, SEC version of it. Yeah, it's hard to be good at the deep ball whenever your quarterback's arm is so strong he throws it out of the end zone every time he tries to throw Student a Student section a gets pass. more receptions than your number one receiver. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, all right. Sorry to take a, uh, a detour No, there, normally every was... normally every Friday at 5 you get upset about something, so it's on break. Wow. Do you know who the leading passer in the country is yards-wise? No, I have no idea. Um, is it a recognizable name? Yes. Oh my gosh! What number what? two is Michael Penix? Um, I, I don't know. Bo Nix. I'll guess Bo Nix. Shadur Sanders. Yeah. Well, hmm. I shouldn't be too shouldn't be too surprised about that. He's, I wouldn't um, guess that. Yeah, I. I mean, I obviously I guess Bo Nix first. I, a Pac-12 quarterback's not all that surprising, but I'll say for. All the uh, everything that's gone on around Colorado, he's actually had. A, I mean, he's a he's a good player, man. I, I yeah. um, you know, playing at Jackson State last year, I'm not. I, I wasn't sure how good of a quarterback he's going to be. He's he's legit. He's he's pretty good. Yep, he is. Um, 
you know, he's he's thrown for 2,020 yards. He's completing 72% of his passes, 16 touchdowns and two interceptions. Now, did you see, I think it, maybe it was an anonymous quote or something, but I can't remember if it was a scout or if it was another Pac-12 coach, but someone was saying that he's taking a bunch of bad sacks instead of throwing the ball away to like pad his stats well yeah i mean that's i'm sure that's true i'm just trying to think of their currents or their situation recently they they still have some wide receivers that have been healthy but travis hunter being out for a few weeks has been a big deal sounds like he's going to be back tonight so it's felt like it felt like in that usc game it was the only chance that colorado had was for Shadur sanders just to go off man and he really did You, you know and so I'm, I'm sure he took some bad sacks on that game, but maybe just trying to do too much at times because that USC yeah. game especially, it felt like if he's not doing it, then they're not they're going to get blown out here. Man, that throw he had scrambling to his right when he threw that laser to the back of the end zone, that was high, high-level stuff. Doug and Mustang says Jamaica for flag football. Who's going to cover Usain Bolt? Who would you – who would you rather have uh, just well, r- running a streak got, down the field? Usain Bolt or Brendan you. Thompson? You know what, everyone? Uh, Jamaica, they make money running track. Okay? It's it's huge. They run track everywhere in the world. That's why it's an Olympic sport. Nobody plays flag football. So... All of their athletes are going to do something where they can actually make money, and that's run track. It annoys the hell out well, of me. I think we can all football. tell. Trust me. We, we can all tell. feel like we have to move <laughs> off of this subject in a hurry before the final hour on a Friday just brings everybody down during a bye week. So I'll transition to this, okay? I'll tra- since we're talking about quarterback play, uh, we have not seen Jackson Arnold in a while. For a guy that was, um, you know, in, in the mix, in the kind of in the game plan, the first few games, we haven't seen him since the Tulsa game. So what's yeah. going? Like, is he only going to be used in mop up situations from here on out? Yes, kind of feels that way. Yep, mop up situations. Um, you know, and he has to stay ready and be ready. As much as Dylan Gabriel's been running the football, anything can happen. You can take a shot, roll an ankle. Um, you know, he, he got his right hand all messed up during the Texas game, was bleeding everywhere. Like, you never know when something like that's going to happen, and all of a sudden, you know, you got an undefeated season. Maybe you're 8, 9, and 0, oh, and – all of a sudden, you got to jog out a true freshman backup quarterback late in the season to to try and keep things going. So, even though he's not playing much, he's he still could uh, could be a huge factor in this in this season just out of nowhere. Nine one eight says JFA was in the Iowa State game. Yeah, I, I meant like more um, like early in the game, like we saw him at times earlier this year. But it feels like they. What are you doing the ISU game? I think he just. How do I not remember that? He had mop up time late in the game, right? Just yeah. came in late during that game, not like in the first half or anything. But they've seemingly completely abandoned that um, quarterback power package, which it wasn't working all that well. And two, 
say what you want about OU's issues running the ball. Like short yardage hasn't really been a problem for this team. No. So it doesn't really like there's seems like there's much need for you know that Jackson Arnold QB power package. They really haven't. I, I'd like to see the statistics on it because I, they haven't had a whole lot of no gain or uh, tackles for loss in the running game. The the real only issue is they just they haven't broken any long runs. It's like three yards Everything, in a cloud of dust with their yeah. run game. Yeah, it's all pretty positive yard stuff. Three, four, five yard runs, just in volume, but. In order to really have those those big time numbers in the running game, you've got to be able to skew the statistics with some 40, 50, 60 yard runs in a football game. Uh, three one six. How long till our freshman corner, the human missile Josiah Wagner, is going to be healthy? Well, he played That's in the question. he played in the Iowa State game. He was out there. Didn't see him yeah, last. Yeah, he only week. played like for one or two plays. Yeah. And then he and then he wasn't back in, right? Yeah, that was it. He didn't play at all last week. Which is that about him being hurt, or is that that you have two really good starting corners and Kendall Dolby behind Gentry, who you feel really good about? That may be it more than anything. Well, yeah, I think it's. I don't know. I think it's. I think the injury thing is is still pretty pretty prevalent. Um, you know, I think he had something that was fairly significant, and I know he was wanting to wanting to play through it. But you know, I now you can't argue that Ginger Williams has taken it and run with it. He's been excellent. So, yeah, but you know, it, it's good to know that you've got that depth there if you you get yourself in a bind, and and hopefully with the bye week and a little bit more time, and and hopefully he comes around to where he gets back close to healthy, but. I don't know. 918 says, saving the JFA wrinkles for Texas in the conference championship game. Oh, I love that. They, they ain't show nothing showing to nothing. Still Texas in the Big 12 championship game. Yeah. Is there – I think you and I are on the same page. We, we flirted with and, and joked around about, hey, Big 12 could get two teams in. Whoever loses in the Cotton Bowl, if they win the conference championship and neither one of them drops another game, there's a chance that you could get both teams in. And I still think that that's true, but I don't think Texas is going to run the table. No, I don't either. Um, I'm starting number to think- one. I don't think they would beat us in a rematch, and but number two, I don't even think they. They run the table to no, get to the conference. And, and I'm starting to think that, in, in my opinion, is going to be totally changed on Monday because that's the rest of the league outside OU and Texas. It's truly a week-to-week league. We're going to be talking here to the next six weeks who's the third-best team in the conference. But as things currently said, I, I think that um, the game that Texas is most likely to lose is that game in Ames against Iowa State. They've got a good enough offense and a good enough passing game to expose that Texas secondary a little bit. And like you said earlier this week, that's not a great matchup for Quinn Ewers. Yeah. How'd they play them last year? They Iowa State dropped that uh, wide-open touchdown. Uh, that's right. That's right. To, yeah. uh, to lose the game. I think they lost by three, like 27-24, something like that. And then the yeah, year before and- that, uh, Iowa State 
beat him like 31 to 7. I beat him up pretty bad. Or maybe they shut him out. It was Texas didn't score but one touchdown or one field goal. Right. Yeah. Well, um I don't know. I the conference is interesting. We'll see how Texas responds. You know, they've they've had trouble responding in the past. We all know that. We've talked about it a lot, you know, coming into this game. Like we weren't sure how they were going to handle the success after Alabama. Um, we'll see how they handle the um, the loss against Oklahoma. All right, quick time out here from Riverwind Casino. Keep hitting us on the text line, 651-3439, Knippelmeyer. Text line, we'll hit some of those next. Stay tuned. The home of Sooner fans. Home for Sooner recruiting coverage. Home of your Sooner game day voices. Home of the best pre- and post-game coverage. Join the movement. Download the free KRF app now to listen anywhere, anytime. We are where diehard Sooner fans listen. Don't say boo this Halloween. Say booyah and head to Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. And we're saying booyah for Sierras. The new 2023 GMC Sierra 1500 Crew Cab AT4X. Take up to $6,200 off MSRP. And booyah to all new GMC lineup. Be part of the new and head to Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC I-40 and Highway 81 exit 125 in El Reno. Or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. See dealer for details. Hey, Sooner basketball fans, it's time for one last go-round in the Big 12 at the Lloyd Noble Center. Your men's basketball season tickets are on sale now and start at just $149. Secure your seats now and don't miss out on any of this year's Sooner Hoops games. Visit Soonersports.com or call 800-456-GO-OU. That's 800-456-4668 to purchase your tickets today. We'll see you at the LNC this season. Boomer Sooner! At Oklahoma Electric Cooperative, our mission is to provide service our members can count on. We were built by our communities for our communities, and we're proud of our 86-year history of serving our neighbors with affordable, reliable service. First with electricity in 1937, then with high-speed fiber internet services in 2017. That's the power of connection. Visit okcoop.org slash capital credits to learn more about the cooperative difference. Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of information technology solutions in small and medium-sized organizations. Is your business looking to get more from technology? If so, let RK Black help design a technology platform or cloud solution that propels your business forward. RK Black has helped numerous organizations have better mobility and more efficiencies through technology. Visit us online at rkblack.com or call 943-9800. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart. Every year, more than 4 million pets enter shelters here in the United States. My friends at American Humane have been helping animals since 1877. The goal is to ensure that pets have a safe shelter, especially during natural disasters. Adopting a shelter pet allows shelters to help more animals awaiting care. Please consider adopting today and take some time to learn more about American Humane's other work at AmericanHumane.org. You've seen children at their best and at other times, and you still love them. If you've got love to give, we've got foster children who need it. Visit okfosters.org to learn more about becoming a foster parent. Sponsored by Oklahoma Human Services. What would it take for you to bring your whole self to work? 
At Oklahoma Human Services, your whole self can help a whole lot of people. Visit okdhs.org slash careers to learn more. Sponsored by Oklahoma Human Services. Tired of your current living situation? With a variety of locations and over 40 floor plans to choose from, you can't lose with Home Creations. Every Home Creations home comes with enhanced included features such as built-in tornado safety features, quartz countertops, wood-like tile, and so much more. Live like a champion today by calling Holly of Home Creations at 405-364-9999 for more information. Home Creations. Is your team coming to Norman or Noble for an event? Let Chick-fil-A 12th Avenue be your winning meal provider. From box meals and nugget trays to lemonade and tea, 12th Avenue Chick-fil-A can provide your team's pre- or post-game meal. Delivery, pickup, or dine-in, 12th Avenue will have you covered. Call us at 405-310-3189 or use the CFA One app and let Chick-fil-A feed your team. Don't forget to ask about the Give Back program for a winning season. Call 405-310-3189 and remember to eat more chicken. Repeat after me. They know. They know. We know. We know. The whole world knows. OEC Football Friday on the rush, taking you into the weekend. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. It's funny, we were talking yesterday because um, during the break, Sports Center had the, the Heisman odds up. Dylan Gabriel, the fourth highest odds right now, fourth best odds to to win the Heisman Trophy. Yesterday we were talking about his Heisman moment last Saturday and how, geez, is anyone going to have the Heisman moment like he had? And then there was a Hail Mary a few hours later. Now, no end of that Hail Mary is anyone considered a Heisman Trophy candidate, but if Michael Penix, if Caleb Williams, if Bo Nix, if Jordan Travis, if any other quarterback were to complete a Hail Mary for a win... Would that outdo Dylan Gabriel's Heisman moment, or would people look at it and say, great moment, awesome moment, but come on. That was more about luck than it was uh, an unbelievable skill moment at the end. A Hail Mary isn't really a – well, I don't. I guess it just kind of depends a little bit, but um, I, that was an orchestrated drive, you know. I know it was capped off with the touchdown pass, but – it's it's more about like you know not having hardly any time at all, no timeouts, and hitting what three or four perfectly thrown balls, um, just boom, 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 and then you know, and they weren't just all easy throws. He made them look easy, but one of them he's got to avoid the rush, gets outside, throws a dart. Yeah. And then, obviously, the touchdown, you know, he's stepping up into traffic to get that ball back there. And, like, last last night, at least, that Hail Mary, and this is probably the case most of the time, like, Dylan Gabriel was the most impressive player on the field during that touchdown and that drive. The most impressive player on that Hail Mary for Houston was the guy who tipped it to his own receiver. I mean, that that's yeah. really the play right there, so... I don't know. I, who knows how people would view that nationally, the Heisman voters. I would just tend to – I don't even think a Hail Mary could outdo what Gabriel did on Saturday. Just so tough no. to surpass. Right. But good point. Um, right. 918, Doug Flutie won a Heisman because of a Hail Mary. That did happen. What was That's that? true. 1983, is that when that was? 
I, well, I want to say 86, but you may be right. I don't know. Well, who were they? Were they playing Miami? They were playing at Miami, Boston College. Yeah. Yeah. Stop ball. Well, Steve says the Hail Mary was a lucky shot. Come on, man. He got lucky at the right time. No, I agree. I mean, I, yes. I, I think all Hail Marys are pretty much luck. Right. Well, I don't know. There's, there's, there's some skill involved. Of, I know. There's, yeah. But it's just a very low percentage play. It is. It is. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has completed like 10 of them. That's <laughs> true. Somehow he's got it down. Flutie was um, 84, by the way. So 84. Right there in the Split middle. Split the of, difference. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, okay, Marshall says, speaking of saving stuff for Texas, Teddy, did BV put any new wrinkles in from what you could see last Saturday? Not really. I don't think so. Um you know, I've kind of always said the same thing. Like most of your coverages are all going to stay about the same, and like the coverages you play behind your blitzes are usually going to stay about the same. They may change some of the paths on some of your blitzes, like who's twisted where, what gaps you're hitting, who's first. Um, but I don't. I didn't see just you know as I buzzed through it any any different coverage or front that we hadn't Which seen. Which should make you feel even better about that defensive performance. Only giving up yeah. 23 points and they played, I mean, not straight up, but there was nothing exotic or super crazy there. Right. Yeah, I I think that you know, if they just continue to do you know, the things that they've done well up to this point, which is tackle in space, defend the deep ball good, uh, defend the bubble like crazy and pressure the quarterback and, and force teams to max protect and have to keep six or seven guys into block, they're going to be just fine. Speaking of the OU defense, I think we were all bummed out when uh, we first heard that Justin Harrington was probably going to miss the entire season. That yeah. is, That is officially the case. But the cheetah position seems like it's been – Pretty good. Good enough. Uh, Desan McCullough, Peyton Bowen. How's the cheetah spot been since Justin Harrington's been out? Well, it's it's been interesting. I would say it's less of a cheetah position, and it's more like a like we're used to traditionally seeing it played. It's like Desan McCullough's playing – He's playing the Sam linebacker spot whenever they're in 12 personnel when they've got two tight ends out there. Whenever they've got one tight end and three wide or four wide, Kendall Dolby comes in and plays it. So Desan plays uh, the Sam backer and Kendall Dolby plays nickel is really what it's turned into instead of one guy playing all of that. Right. So I think it's been great. I think you're getting good play out of both of those guys. And, you know, we talked about DeSan McCullough having some limitations in in the passing game. He's great at everything at the line of scrimmage. He's great against the bubbles. Anything where he's coming forward, blitzing, that type of stuff, he's been really good. Coverage, he, you know, that's, that's his weakness. And it stands the reason that it should be. Uh, and he'll get there and he's getting better. But Kendall Dolby, 
can come in in those situations against those personnel packages and, you know, as a cover corner, play the play the pass game stuff. I think it's worked out well. Drew from Flower Mound. We, we knew that Venables was going to have to um, call the defense to protect him, protect Hassan with some of his vulnerabilities, and they've done it well. Drew says it's Justin Harrington getting another season. They haven't publicly said that. Um, is this still, I would think so, though. I would think. I would think so as well. Hopefully, he got hurt in the SMU game, right? Yes. So, like, is it is it uh, three games for a medical redshirt? What's what's the rule? Four, three, four. I think it's. I think it's. There's not like a hard. There's like I don't know that there's necessarily like a hard um, line. I think it's kind of a case by case basis, but I would guess that he'd get another year, but. but I really I don't know much about the process, so that's just a just a random guess. Well, you got Dolby back next year, you got McCullough back next year, you got Bowen back next year, so the cheetah uh, position yeah. stands to be better next year, even without Harrington. But come on, you're Omasigo. You're well, yeah, Samuel Omasigo. But you get Justin Harrington back next year for one more run at that cheetah spot. Yeah, feel feel good about that. I'll, I'll tell yep. you, like looking ahead to next year a little bit during a bye week. I've uh, really started to look at uh, mock drafts to see if Stutzman is popping up on any of these, and it, it's it's way too early. Like, what's being mocked in mid-October is not necessarily indicative of what's going to be mocked in February or March. I looked at a few today, and I didn't see Stutzman in any of the first two rounds, but I'm going to yeah. guess that's going to change at some point. I don't know. You know, you don't you don't see inside backers drafted that high anymore unless you have like some standout measurables. Um and I I don't know I don't know how well he'll run. Um you know, there's some things with Stutzman like he does a lot of things really good. He he's got a great motor, he's got good instincts, he finds the football a lot. But you know he gets he gets blocked onto his back a lot, which is I'm not going to say it's a, a red flag, but that's gonna that's gonna be something that would if he doesn't get better at that here pretty quickly that could keep him from getting in, keep him from getting drafted high. Sure, uh, and and like like I said, the measurable stuff like. Um, I don't know what I don't know what he runs. I think he ran four seven when they tested previous previously, but he might he might run better than that now. Well, if uh, I'm normally not mock draft guy, especially at this time of the year, but you know I feel better about the defense next year. Feel good about it anyway. But Stutzman coming back for another year next year, first year in the SEC would be big. But if you go oh, yeah. if you find any mock draft right now. The amount of Texas guys that are in the first two rounds is uh, it's it's pretty incredible, man. From yeah. Quinn Ewers to Jatavian Sanders to Jalen Ford, um, Quinn Ewers, dude, Quinn Ewers before the season was mocked as like a top fifteen overall prospect. Yeah, what? Yeah, I I read one of those in like July or August, and we laughed about it for about two hours. Uh, 
Oh, that's shocking. I don't get it either, and I'm obviously not agreeing with it. I'm just reading what others are mocking on their mock drafts. Huh. Well, I don't know. Um, I'll say right now, I would I would put I would put almost anything on it at this point. I the way he's played up to this point. He does not get drafted. Well, in the first it would round. not be the first time that before the year we've seen someone mocked as a first round draft pick, and they do not end up as a first round draft pick come uh, draft day. Well, how many quarterbacks do they think are going to be taken in the first round? Uh, Drake May, Caleb Williams, two, and then I'm starting to see a lot more of um, JJ McCarthy from Michigan, mid first. JJ McCarthy. What about like Penix? You know, what about like? Um, I don't know, dude. That, that's I wouldn't take him uh, in the first round. I, that's the easy one for me. Shadur Sanders, I've, I've seen him. Shadur Sanders, for, uh, first I guess. Rounders. I just don't. I don't know what he what he offers necessarily. That I, mean, I don't think he's got elite arm. I don't think he's got elite accuracy. He's not an elite athlete. He's he's small. I don't get it. If someone drafts him in the first round, that would be a huge mistake. Here's one that I just looked up. He is uh, early second on this one. This is from two days ago, Sports Illustrated. But uh, my main takeaway from these is Texas. Um, Texas is going to lose a lot of uh, you know a lot of their headline players off of uh, this year's team, most likely. Yeah. Xavier Worthy well, going to be gone. Uh, they and, and they've recruited fine. We'll see how they reload. But this is Ad Mitchell's got another year, doesn't he? Yeah. Or no. Um, oh, I think he. I think he may have another year, but he's having a pretty solid year. He may go. Yeah. Worthy, Ad Mitchell, uh, the Sanders tight end, the left tackle. Um, they're Mike Backer. They're two big. In interior defensive linemen, yeah, they'll have a lot to they'll replace a lot next of guys. year. A lot. We will too, though. You yeah. know, well on the D line for a, sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Couple of segments left here from Riverwind Casino. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on. The weekend on the OEC Football Friday. Great point by the text line. The best point made all day today on the show, and I know the bar is pretty low on that one. But you and I don't see Quinn Ewers as a first-round pick. A texture says, well, guys, let's just remember that the Cleveland Browns and New York Jets still have first-round picks. Ewers is <laughs> on the table as a first-round selection. Very fair yeah. points. I don't know, man. I've seen a lot of first-round quarterbacks in my day. Um, you know, I, I've also seen some guys taken in the first round that I didn't think were first-round quarterbacks. But those are usually on years whenever there's not a bunch of guys available, you know. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm i open to being wrong. I'm just saying my opinion. I don't see it at all. Not anywhere close. Uh, who's winning Stillwater tomorrow? 
Jason Bean or Alan Bowman? I think Kansas wins, but you can. Tr- I'm I'm going with K. You could trust their offense a little bit more. Yeah, I'll only re- gonna, but I there's no it. They're going to the run it well. Me. Yeah, they're going to run it really well. We know that. Um, I just it's I don't know what to make of Oklahoma State. What are you going to get on a week in week out basis? You know, I I'll go with I'll go with what's I think it's the best rushing offense in. In uh, the conference, it's got to be. It's got to be one of the better rushing offenses in two thirty-two a game, a uh, hundred yards more a game than Oklahoma State. Dang man, Woof. yeah. Last yeah. last you know Friday who else has a great uh, rushing offense. UCF is run runs the mess out of football. Well, they've got a good yards got a, wise. They they have the number one offense in the conference. They got a good rushing offense, and for as bad as their defense is. And I, I don't know, like maybe this is all – everything just goes to one guy. But I kept like looking at stats today, looking at numbers. They have one guy who's like at the top of almost every individual statistical category defensively, like TFLs and sacks and tackles. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that or not. No, I haven't. Um, oh, yeah. You know what? I did see that. I did see – and he's – I think he's just behind Stutzman in tackles for just yeah. He and Stutzman are right right there at the top for a, in a lot of yeah. different numbers. But I'll, yeah. I'll I'll take Kansas by um, I'll take Kansas by a touchdown tomorrow. Like I, I know the game against Kansas State kind of throws you off a little bit about what to expect, but that's man, that's really been the outlier for OSU yeah. and Will Howard. Like that's the Will Howard that we all remember from a couple of years ago last week. Um, I don't think Kansas is going to go in there and stink it up like that offensively. I, I'll, I'll take KU by a touchdown. What's the? Do you know the spread in that football game? KU minus three. Wow, just crazy, isn't it? The Kansas is a, a three-point favorite going into Stillwater. And well, not only that, but a lot of people might say Can- Kansas is only a three-point favorite in Stillwater. Huh? Looks yeah. too easy. Uh. If there's any chance that the Ollie Gordon kid can back up the performance that that he had against Kansas State, 21 for 136 and a uh, touchdown, and Iowa State, and I know they lost that game, but he had 18 for 121. So he's got back-to-back 100-plus yard games going on, and I know that that's kind of skewed because of that one long one he had against Iowa State, but still, uh, he's starting to put together a nice little season. Where's the big upset tomorrow? I'll read off some games. Georgia at Vandy? No. Indiana at Michigan? No. O- Ohio State at Purdue? West Lafayette, uh-uh. Indiana's been tough for Ohio State. Well, maybe that was just that one time, like six years ago. Syracuse yeah. at Florida State? Arkansas at uh, Bama? Cal no. at Utah? UMass at Penn State? A&M at Tennessee? Louisville. That's probably one that's so far the most reasonable that you can somehow. That's a three-point spread. Tennessee's only three-point favorite uh, at home. So, well, Iowa State's a five-point dog, and I think they're going to beat Cincinnati if that counts. I mean, but that's not really much of yeah, a. Yeah, I mean, we don't have anyone in the top twenty-five in that game. I hope that's not as big of an upset as we get tomorrow, because it, it was a we we called it a lame week in week three when OU played at Tulsa. 
Ah, this yeah. week kind of sucks. Next week's going to be awesome. This week kind of sucks. Florida State barely beat Boston College. Georgia was down two touchdowns to South Carolina. Bama barely won at South Florida. It ended up being a pretty crazy week, and I'm hoping that's what tomorrow gives us. I'm just not so optimistic about it. Uh, I've got one for you, perhaps. How about Miami Hurricanes going on the road playing undefeated North Carolina Miami. after after giving up that um, that that loss in a in horrible fashion? You like Miami to uh, after the worst clock management move of the season to go down no. and beat North Carolina and Drake May? No, I'm just saying like that is there's some intrigue there at least because North Carolina's the number twelve team in the country and they're hosting Miami and they're only they're I mean they're a two and a half point favorite, so it's not I wouldn't call that a huge upset, but when you're number 12 in the country, if you lose the number 25 in the country, that's kind of a big deal. I don't uh, – is Drake May in the top 10 for Heisman conversation right now? He, he's definitely uh, on the list for top five overall selections in the draft next year. His yardage uh, numbers is, is good. Like, what what has he thrown for so far? Like, 1,629 yards, just eight touchdowns to four interceptions for him. Yeah. That's – I did not expect that. Yeah. Um if they keep winning, they're five and zero. If they keep winning, yeah, he'll have a he'll have a chance, and he'll start to climb. I just thought the numbers um, would be better than that. That shocks yeah. me. He's also ran for four touchdowns, but yeah, he his his touchdowns are down from last year. Like last year was, his numbers were like crazy. Didn't he throw for close to forty touchdowns and ran for like yeah ten or it's, something it's like pretty that? Pretty insane. Uh, text line from the 580, did OSU have a bye week before Kansas State? Yes, they did. Feels like everybody in the conference either has a bye week last week or this week. Like the NFL yeah. is staggered. And I don't know if that's yeah. normally the case or not, but it feels like about half the teams have already had a bye and what OU and Texas have won this week along with UCF and someone, I forget who else does. Yeah, um... What, Texas has a bye? Yeah, te- Texas, Texas uh, OU, UCF, and who, uh, Baylor maybe has a bye this week? They need one. I don't know if they have one or not, but they need it. <laughs> they need a week off to try and get things right. All right, uh, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll come back, wrap things up here from Riverwind Casino. If you want one final text, 651-3439, Knippelmeyer text line. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. The Ref Radio Sports Network has the Sooner State covered. Yo, that's great. One hell of a day running the football last Saturday, mm-hmm. and OU needed it. I'm guessing as we move forward here, Dylan Gabriel will continue to be a threat in the run game, yeah. but not to the level that we saw last Saturday until they really actually need it. Fair or unfair? Um... It'll be there. 
But the next time they really unleash it like they did Saturday, is it a game where they say, ooh, we might need help here running the football with our QB? Maybe. I don't know. I think that I think he's found something. I don't know what the breakdown is between called run yards and pull it down from the passing game yards. But, I mean, it's probably close to even, isn't it? So you can never really say I, they will or won't use him in the running game on that given weekend because he's always likely to pull it down and take off. So, What was the longest run know. he had? Was that a design run? It's like deep in their territory and whatever, uh, like 20. I, I can't remember how can't long that remember. run was. I think it maybe was a design run. One of them definitely was like a look like a quarterback, look like drop back, but they blocked it as a that first as touchdown. A draw. That first touchdown they did that run a couple of times was definitely design run. But that forty-four yard run that he had, I think, was maybe designed as well. But that that first touchdown yeah. run he had, he had that was beautiful, man. That was wide open for a score. Yeah, it would look great. How many rushing touchdowns does he have now this year? He's Got a bunch, don't he? Five or six, maybe more than that, seven? He has rushing touchdowns this year. Jeez, let me see if I can find it. He's got five on the season. Oh, my God. Five five, uh, five this right. year, six uh, last year. So he's already there, essentially. Yeah, 16 passing. So he's 21 overall touchdowns, which leads the conference. Pretty good. Pretty good. You were looking for that stat. We'd Pretty be good for uh, sitting here until 630. Uh a group of five guy. <laughs> when I tell you, uh, not all the time do I wish you could see the text line. I tend to get distracted. Um, but I do wish you could have seen the text line after Trey made that comment yesterday. Oh my gosh. There was there was venom. Yeah. There was venom on the air comfort or excuse me, on the uh Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Well, I don't think it's I don't think it's legit. I, if Dylan Gabriel's a group of five quarterback then everyone in college football outside of, like, eight guys is a group of five quarterback. Because he easily leads the Big 12 in most every category that matters. Passing touchdowns, yards, completion percentage, all of those things. And as far as in the country, there's a handful of guys that are performing better than him. And a lot of the guys that are probably group of five guys. Well, Shadur Sanders wasn't even a group of five quarterback last year. Um, Michael Penix Jr. Point. was an Indiana quarterback at one point, correct? So, not all that bad. Yeah. Still a dumb comment, though. Still yeah. a dumb comment. Right. It, it is. But, you know, it's not necessarily about Dylan Gabriel. It's more about not being able to admit that you're wrong. All right, that's it for us. You guys killed it on the text line today. As always, thanks to Riverwind for having us out here. You know what time it is. Let's go have an ice cold Pacifico. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app, the Ref Sports Radio Network.